podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn. Hello, everyone. This is Nicole. I am recording solo this time around because Jenny and I actually thought we'd recorded earlier today. We got together to record in person and talked for 45 minutes in front of a microphone. But uh, warning to podcasters, this is what happens when you start recording and then immediately switch the screen over to look something up at Ra- on Ravelry. You may not actually be recording on that other screen. So note to everyone. Um, so instead of waiting to try to align our schedules again, I thought I would record right now. And then when we did align our schedules, be able to put out a duo podcast instead of a solo podcast or in addition to the solo podcast, I suppose. So I thought I would just go through what I was going to, what I have in my show notes and talk about our upcoming featured hat designers and, um, probably have a a little bit of a short podcast, but I wanted to say hi. So, um, over September, our featured hat designer was the amazing Thea Coleman. Hopefully you've listened to, uh, my conversation with her. She was such a pleasure to talk to. She's so funny, so insightful, and I think made September a really fun KAL. There were, um, different deals every week on her patterns and we did the naming contest and I thought people were just really involved. And as part of that, I knit two of, well, let me say, I knit one of her patterns, but two times in September, which is sort of a rarity for me, but I think I was sort of going on it. I knit uh, the one beer pattern, I think I talked about it last time, in a pattern, in a yarn colorway called Butterbeer, and uh, it seemed appropriate, and Jenny tells me that Butterbeer is something from Harry Potter, which I feel I will come upon in the next few years when my son... Uh, inevitably reads Harry Potter. Um, but it's just, it was a beautiful ambery yellow and it just, uh, seemed really suited for a pattern called, uh, one beer. So I knit the largest size because the yarn itself is listed as a sport weight. Although I think it knits more like a DK weight. It is by, um, an indie dyer in Los Angeles. Um, the, the yarn, company is called Forbidden Forbidden Woolery and the yarn base is Gluttony. And so I knit the original pattern in the large and or the original hat in the large and I had a little bit less than half a skein left. So I searched around for another pattern and I didn't feel like I'd have quite enough to knit either of the other two hats from that collection, the uh, one scotch or one bourbon. So I just decided to knit one beer again, and I knit the medium size this time and made it a little bit shorter. So it's uh, a child size, which I'm just now thinking maybe that wasn't appropriate to knit a hat called one beer for a child, but, um, I named it little hoppy. So perhaps it seems more like a rabbit. I was thinking of it more like hops. Uh, so I, um, it's really cute. It might be a set. I might give it to like a father son duo, um, it's not really a, like a little kid's hat, like a toddler's hat. It's more like a school age kid size hat. So I'll just have to think about who that combination of people might be. Um, so, and then, um, since it's still September, I also cast on one bourbon from that same collection, which is, um, has a beautiful lattice cable on it or 
yeah, crossover cable. And um, what other kind of cable is there, right? Um, so I'm knitting that in some Knightsbridge, which is a discontinued yarn from the Fiber Company. They may have, have picked it back up since things have changed a lot over the Fiber Company, but um, it was a yarn that I knit a hat and scarf for John out of, I think, as far back as 2007. And as soon as I used this yarn and fell in love with it, it was discontinued. Then one day, a couple of years ago, I was in the um, departed, now departed article Pract, and they have a back hallway where the sale yarns are. And um, I usually picked through it a little bit and I found, I saw this little fiber company tag. So I pull out and I see that it's Knightsbridge. So then I promptly like dig through every skein of yarn that they have and found two more skeins of Knightsbridge, um, two in this lovely chocolate brown and one in more of a reddish brown. Uh, doesn't quite match, but these two um, will, will be more than enough for the one bourbon hat. So I'm knitting away on a, the one one rib. There's three and a half inches of one one rib at the bottom of that hat. So I, I think I'm only about an inch in. So um, probably won't be done in September, but it's a nice one to have on the needles. And I believe if I'm, my accounting is right, that that is going to be hat number 15 for... 2015. And I actually knit the two in the warm up last year. So I'm at 17 hats since last, I don't know, what was that? November or December of last year? Um, and you know, I still have a few months to go. So I'm, I'm hoping to get more hats in before uh, the year's out. I'm a little bummed though. One of the hats that I made, I gave away before I took a photograph of it. It makes it me kind of sad because in the, like the wall of portraits, that's the 15 hats in 2015, there's, there's a missing picture. And uh, I gave it to our neighbors who had a baby in June and it was a baby hat or a little kid hat. Um, and I just don't know them well enough. I feel like I might seem a little kooky. If I'm like, Hey, can I take a picture of your daughter in that hat? I know we don't know each other all that well. Um, maybe though, if I see her out in it someday, I can snap a quick one and get it into that, uh, get it into my archive of the hats that I knit for this year. So that's really kind of where I am with my knitting. I know that we have uh, been a little slow in our knitting. And I think about some of our compatriots on other podcasts, Gail and Charlene, Aaron and uh, Jessica. And, uh, you know, they are so prolific. And um, I'm hoping that, that in our slow but steady pace that um, we have camaraderie with those of you who are also slow and steady knitters. I was just thinking uh, the other night about the Hey Girl, Ryan Gosling meme that was going around a few years ago and decided eh, I could use a little laugh. I'll look up the Hey Librarian ones, which turned out to be very specific to librarianship <laughs> and probably not as funny to the general public. Um, and, you know, not actually as funny as the Hey Knitter ones, which I thought, uh, the Hey Girl ones that were, were based, uh, focused on knitters. Someone posted one in, um, in one of our threads that was, said something like, uh, Hey Girl, no, I don't think 10 whips is too many. Um, and I was thinking, uh, of a Ryan Gosling. I was actually thinking of, of putting this up for, uh, you, Brittany, uh, from, just one more row because I find that Brittany is also a slow but steady knitter, much like myself. And um, I was thinking, hey, girl, it's okay if it takes two or three podcasts before you finish that that hat or sweater. Well, 
that would be like two or three months of podcasts or two or three years of podcasts in my case. <laughs> Hello, my father's sweater, my brother's sweater. Um, so, um, yeah, so our output is not high, but our, our support is there. And so I wanted to actually talk about some of the great support and Cal threads, um, that are going on in our group. Um, single skein September is wrapping up. I participated in that. I knit a single skein of yarn into two hats this, this last month. So, um, that will be wrapping up. I know there's some prizes in that thread and hopefully people have been having a good time there. There's of course the long, um, and large group that is called sheep, which I have not been participating in as much, um, or at all really lately because I haven't been purchasing very much yarn. So, um, I haven't had that same sense of urgency about what's coming in and out of my stash. Um, but, um, you know, if you are thinking about cold sheeping, it's definitely a great place to lurk at the very least, if not jump right in. Um, um, uh, one of our mods, Sherry, who's Tangled Thread, she is, um, started, it's the th her third annual whip smackdown. And so what she does is encourages everybody to kind of lay out their whips. And she decided, she figures out how many whips she has or UFOs she has. And, uh, I think the other night she posted that she had 16, around 16. And, um, if you finish as many or more whips as she does, then your name gets entered into a random drawing. So, um, there is a thread and the rules are posted in the header and it already has three pages of, uh, of participation, although it does not start until October 1st. So you have between October 1st and December 1st to count up how many whips, um, you can finish. And I, um, at least in my head will be participating. I counted about eight whips and, um, two of which are sweaters, which, do not need that much finishing. So I should really take this opportunity to do that. But four of them, ugh, four of them are pairs of socks, which might be a good thing since we're headed into Socktober. Um, I have a pair of socks for myself. I have the Rose City Rollers that I talked about a few episodes ago. And, um, I have finished those except for the toe on one sock. So I just figured, well, I'll wait till October 1st and, finish those off pretty quickly. So I'll get a great sense of accomplishment. Um, and, um, another is a pair of socks that I started for my brother. Let me see what it says here. Possibly in October of 2008. That seems right. And I knit one. It's the jewels pattern by Kate Blackburn. Um, it is, or was a free pattern. Let me see. It is, Huh. It's interesting. I have it in my library. It was, but I don't see a link to it here on the Ravelry page. Um, it's a really lovely pattern and I'm knitting it in Lisa Souza wild things and, um, the sock base sock exclamation point, which is, uh, 75% wool, 25% nylon. And as I recall with these socks, I knit one and then knit a second one. No, how did this work? Yes, and knit a second one. And the second one, that's right. The second one, the gauge was totally, totally different. It looked totally different. So I ripped the second one out and then subsequently misplaced the yarn and did not knit the second one ever again. So I'd already like knit 
two socks essentially. And, um, I think I may even have then ripped out the first sock and knit it over again. So I may have knit this whole pair of socks already. Oh dear. So I still have a second sock to knit here. It would be lovely to knit these and be able to give them to my brother for Christmas. That would be fantastic, especially since they have been seven years in the making come October. Wow. That's, that's amazing. That would be a beautiful thing. Um, the other pair of socks, one other pair of socks is, um, well, the, my fire on the fairgrounds. Does anybody remember those? There's these really awesome, colorful socks I'm making, alternating rows of um, two different colorways of socks that rock. One that is called fairgrounds and one that's called fire on the mountain, right? And um, they just look really awesome together. And I was going to knit a pair of knee highs and then I thought, I'm, a, I'm, I'm too old for this. Plus, knee highs never stay up. Um, on me. Um, and I have thought of uh, calves that would support knee highs, but it just, they just don't work out for me. So, um, I stopped knitting. Actually, I think I ripped back in order to make them, you know, a regular sock length. And so I have one finished, but I've never knit the second one. And it's a really simple rib pattern. I think it's like a three, two rib. Um, but who knows how many stitches I cast on. But at this point, you know, they just have to be remotely matching. And they are for me. So I'm really not going to judge myself on that. And then the last pair, which would, would also be great to finish for Christmas, was a pair of socks I was making for John. They're the Java Socks by Kaylin Miller. It is a knitty pattern. And I have knit one of the socks. And it is, um, I knit it in uh, Mountain Colors Barefoot. And so it's, which is such a great yarn. Actually, I have another pair of socks for John that I should darn that have a hole in the heel. I need to, I think I'm going to get a darning egg and just try to work out this whole darning issue. Um, and, uh, but the Java socks have this great little twisted, like cable, basically like a, it's a squiggly line and, um, the design on the foot to make the, um, to make all of the, the shift from the heel. Um, it's just really clever and it's really handsome. And, uh, it, it is a dark colored yarn that I was knitting in winter. I think when I knit the first pair, which is why our first sock, which is why I never picked up, I guess the second sock, but, um, I'd love to use Socktober and the whip smackdown to sort of motivate me to especially work on those gift socks and, and the Rose city rollers. Mm, I, I won't push it. But, uh, but, but I did have the slash back. Wouldn't it be amazing if I could finish four pairs of socks before the end of the year? Um, but you know, I still want to knit some hats. We have upcoming designers. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, there's another very mellow cal that we have going, the relax and unwind, uh, knit along, which, um, I sort of, I kind of got mentioned in passing and then turned into a KAL. Um, and, based on the idea of taking an unloved or unused knit wear pro knit project that you have and unraveling it. Like that sweater, you're like, oh, that sweater never actually fit me or that scarf. I dropped all those stitches or whatever it is that dissatisfies you about it. Or I didn't really like that color on me, but I think it would be great for my sister or my neighbor. Uh, so to take that, that object, unravel it, relax that yarn, 
rescan it up, rewind it into balls, and then pick a new project. I um, I never got much wear out of the Ashland cardigan, so uh, I started to take that apart this summer and didn't make it very far because I realized, oh wait, I have the world's best gauge swatch right in front of me, so don't take it apart before really taking some good gauge measurements. Um, so I, I still want to do that. I, I'm pretty sure I'm going to make uh, Thea Coleman's uh, Rolling Rock that I've talked about for the past couple episodes. Um, it's Henley style and the front is plain, but the back has this great lace pattern. And I was thinking Henley style is not really my style, but I love the the lace pattern and I love the idea of trying this that particular contiguous sleeve construction. So I think I will um, try to, to just basically do the same that pattern, but um, do the lace pattern on the front and the back and maybe change the neckline a little bit. So it's a little bit lower. I'm not much of a crew neck person. Um, I might do it lower and still do the Henley, but it's, that's a, a little more of a preppy style than I typically wear. Um, I don't know. I think, I think I'll probably just change the, the neckline, but keep the construction of the shoulders and use the same lace pattern on the body. Um, so, and use the yarn that I had done Ashland in, which the yarn color is actually surprisingly not that different from the uh, color of my one beer hats. So I'm on a, uh, amberish yellow kick again. So that's, um, that's where the, our support threads are right now. Um, you should always check out our boards. Our boards are like, they're so filled with like support and, um, and just like well intention, good intentions and help. Um, so there's always some sort of thread going that I'm sure everybody who listens to the podcast would be interested in. Um, and our last, um, knit along is, you know, ongoing 15 hats in 2015. Um, and so far, um, with the exception of the month that we took off, we've had a single designer in each month, but this month I wanted to feature uh, two different designers who, um, I love their hat patterns, but their hat pattern that they don't have very many of them. So I thought, well, why don't I see if I can combine these two? And they, um, were gracious enough to, um, go along with this scheme. And the, the first, uh, designer is Elizabeth Doherty, who, um, I talked about, we talked about two episodes ago. She has a new book out called, uh, top down reimagining the set in sleeve, but she also has some really beautiful hat patterns that, um, uh, three of them, which are texture, um, work and one is color work. So the color work is called Bumble and it's, um, as you might guess, has a bumblebee on it and it's knit in a shocker like that amber color. It's everywhere. Um, and it's like amber yellow and, uh, white and blue. It's very sweet hat, um, Tam style with a little bumblebee flying on it. And then, um, Elizabeth first came to my attention when she had, um, released the alewives cowl and there's a, actually a matching hat that goes with that cowl. And, um, it uses a couple of different textured patterns, um, uh, to really achieve, I think, uh, like a very clean, like modern classic look. That's, that's how I think I would describe it. And that's what I like a lot about texture is that, it has interest, but is, um, is kind 
of subtle. I think that people who aren't knitters might not fully grasp like what the texture stitches are, even though they're so simple, you know, and that's what I like about that. I, I actually once had someone say to me, she found this old knitting manual and brought it to me and she had read part of it and was thinking about knitwear that she had. She said, yes, in this book, they talk about something called garter stitch. She's like, what is this? It sounds so interesting. And the pictures look so different from anything I've seen. And I was like, ah, yes, non-knitters. You, you do not know the joy that is, that can be garter stitch. So, um, the alewives hat and the cowl use that kind of, of texture. And actually the other two hats, antimony and into gold and antimony is a slouchy hat that uses, um, like a ribbing, a regular ribbing, and then like a diagonal rib, and then the slip stitch pattern that creates diamonds on the top, and it's a slouchy hat. Um, and uh, into gold is a tam shaped hat um, that also uses texture. So um, Elizabeth has, for those of you who are early listeners who listen in that first week that the podcast is uh, released, she is um, going to have. Um, a coupon that I'll post in the thread uh, for 30% off her um, metalwork uh, collection. So if you want to buy that whole collection, which also includes uh, the copper line mitts and the redox boot cuffs, as well as a shawl pattern that's not on the page that I'm looking at. Um, but um, so you get five patterns. It's regularly $15. So 30% off will be, you know, roughly ten dollars um so um that is a really good deal and that deal will run just the first through the seventh but um for the whole month of october she will be offering the discount on her for any of her four hat patterns so um thanks elizabeth um the other designer that we're featuring this month is carrie westerman and carrie's um ravelry username is carrie bookish and, um, I remember years ago, I believe on the podcast, Jenny and I talked about one of Carrie's projects, um, and it is the garter yoke, uh, sweater. It was an inter knit scene. It was a knit scene pattern. And when I, I was really interested in knitting that pattern. And so I was stocking all sorts of versions of it and Carrie's version is, um, green and it has a hand uses hand spun. Um, I believe just in the yoke. So she used hand spun in the yoke, which is, and then, um, ultra alpaca for the rest of the body. And I have this beautiful hand spun that I've always, that I'm still hoarding and still thinking I should turn into this sweater. It's just, it's just lovely and simple. And the use of hand spun, uh, I thought was quite brilliant. It has, um, a crazy number of likes, um, like 500 likes. And I'm sure, I mean, there, yes, it's in my favorites, but, um, yeah, almost 600 likes. Um, so it's, it was long. I still can, I remembered, you know, when I saw her, um, design work that she was the person who had knit that version of that sweater. So, um, Carrie has a few hats in her collection and, um, I, um, it kind of popped to the top of my view because, um, her newest hat, which, um, I actually asked her for pronunciation guide, her newest hat, Top Hugay, um, was in my, um, pattern highlights in Ravelry one day, a few weeks ago. And of course it popped 
up in my head because it is, um, it was knit in orange and, um, it is, um, it's, oops, sorry. I'm trying to look at it right now. My iPad is not cooperating. It is, um, it just looks nice and cozy. It has a lace pattern, um, uh, with just, um, areas of stockinette stitch and a big pom-pom and it's an orange that's uh it's very pumpkin-y it just looks very fall to me um she also has a great hat pattern um that is shown on a man so I think it's nice and mannish it's a cable pattern called Ethan it was her recommendation of how to say it or it's like Ethan with a Y um uh she has Ete Bole, it is um, another textured, slouchy, just like a, a nice um, slouchy hat. It actually reminds me a little bit of a baker's hat. It has like a, almost more of a beret, like kind of off to the side. Um, both Ete Bole and Ethane, um are knit in um, like natural, more rustic-y yarns. And I have many of those in my stash, so I'm always thinking, what can I knit with those? Um, she has a beautiful beret called Baskerville that has a diamond lace pattern on it. And, um, I think would be great in like a, a yarn that had a little bit of an Angora, like a little bit of softness to it. Um, she has a color work pattern called Gillian that, um, has, as Jenny had said, when we recorded earlier, it looks like it has little tiny donuts on it. Um, but she, um, and she also has a free pattern, um, in her collection called Seaforth that, um, if you are interested in a free pattern for this month, um, she's got one, but, um, I believe in her collection, she has about six or seven and they will, um, she, there'll be a coupon code for Carrie's pattern in the second week of October. So from October 8th through 15th, and I will post that in the group when it happens. So thank you so much to Carrie and to Elizabeth for being our hat designers this month. And I'm happy to be able to, um, you know, promote to other designers who aren't necessarily primarily hat designers, but, um, have some really great hat patterns. And I, I see my themes of this month sort of being texture in, um, in knitting. And, um, so I'm excited about that. I hope you all are as well. Um, and I think, oh, you know what, what I forgot to record about when Jenny and I recorded was a little bit of sewing. I just want to have a little sewing corner in here. Um, I, um, sewed myself a shirt that sort of matches. I, I don't think I actually directly said this. I said that I was making a second cabin tunic. Um, and Jenny even knew this at the time. So I don't know why I didn't say that I was making it for Jenny for her birthday, which was at the beginning of September. So I had used, um, a fabric from the Anna Maria Horner collection field study that it's sort of this in, I don't know, like a purpley blue and then a magenta pattern on it. And, um, so I'd use that for the body and then, um, a um, cotton and steel for the yoke and the pockets, but I had just enough of the field study left over to make myself, um, a, a little top. And I, it's actually pretty cute. I just, what I did is I took a top I bought at a thrift store that I like the shape of, although it was a little too long for me and it's two pieces and I traced them out and I set up the shirt using actually some of the techniques I learned from making cabin as far as how to bind the neck and 
hide some of my ends in there. And so it's reasonably well finished. Um, the fabric itself is a lawn, which is a really lightweight cotton. And um, it proved to be trickier to work with than I expected. It doesn't work like a quilting cotton. It works a little bit more like a silky fabric. So sometimes the hems would get away from me. But um, I'm really happy with it. I got tons of compliments when I wore it from um, new people in my life who don't know that I sew. So they weren't uh, keyed in and just said, oh, hey, that's a really cute, cute shirt. And if it ever happens, Jenny and I could sort of match, like we would be part of the same collection, but, um, you know, have our own identity since the shirts are different. Um, I also sewed a sweater. I know. Hold on to your hats. Um, I posted it on Instagram. So, um, if you follow Stash and Burn on Instagram, you may have seen it. And, um, it is a pattern by a company called, uh, Jaylee or Jolly. And, um, I think a friend of mine told me they're Canadian. Their instructions are pr printed in English and French, so I'd assume they were French. And then, but um, I guess I could just look into that pretty easily. But um, they, I think, are kind of well known for having patterns for dancewear and swimwear. And um, I had seen this pattern when I was searching for uh, a sweater, sewing sweater pattern, and it, I liked it. It it reminded me of the sweaters that I had wanted to knit that had the built-in pockets in the front. Um, and it's, uh, the kind of pattern that I absolutely love. It has four pieces and actually really has three pieces and then tells you to cut this fourth piece to a certain dimension. And, um, once I figured out how to cut it because I didn't have quite enough fabric to, to cut it the way that they wanted me to. So I had to, to actually cut one of the sleeves in two pieces. So it has a seam running down the top of the original because um, I just thought it was going to be a knock around sweater until it was so lovely that I worn it out of the house a few times, even with that extra seam. So um, it's a long sweater with these built-in pockets, no real collar, but it, it ends up having sort of like an opening, um, like a soft opening. It really reminds me actually of a, kind of like an Amy Christopher's, uh, Amy Christopher's, sorry, Amy, uh, pattern in a way, like if, if it were a knitting pattern, the way she has a lot of these nice open front cardigans. So, um, there you cut actually four pieces for the front. So the same piece four times and that, um, those form eventually form these built-in pockets. Um, and once I figured out how to cut it, which took me the longest, sewing it happened so fast. It took me a couple of weeks because I didn't sit down with it again for a couple of weeks, but it really only took two sittings. And I would say cumulatively, maybe I spent two or three hours sewing, three hours tops. Um, and I want to make a closet full of these. Um, I actually right in front of me have a beautiful piece of Italian merino wool that I got at a discount fabric store that is going to be my next version. And, um, it's, it's a sweater to live in. <laughs> I, um, I made some adjustments before I started to sew, which I was incredibly proud of, like my foresight. Um, I shortened it by four inches and I used the shortening line at the waist and I shortened the sleeves. It turns out I shortened the sleeves a little too much. I took some, um, some area out of the bicep and then some area down by the wrist. And so what I did is just added a couple more inches back into the pattern, uh, for my next version. So my sleeves should be long enough. Um, but I'm really super excited about that. 
So next up, I'm knitting and knitting, sewing another version of that sweater. It's, um, let me see, it is Jolly 3248. Um, and then I have a couple of pairs of mini Hudson pants cut out uh, for Adrian. Something else. Oh, and a bathrobe cut out for him. And then on to some Halloween costuming. So um, that's kind of next on the agenda in the sewing world. So, um, hopefully for those of you who aren't that interested in sewing, that wasn't too much. And for those of you who are, I hope that, um, gave you a little insight. Um, it's, it's really, I'm really now striking a, a real balance between my two crafts and, um, feeling pretty fulfilled about it and excited. Um, and I hope people don't mind the sewing talk too much. I, I'm really excited about it. And this has been such a great forum to share about knitting that I, I hope that I can include some sewing and maybe inspire some people or encourage people or make people pull their hair out because they can't believe some of the silly things that I do and say about sewing. So, um, anyway, thanks for listening and I'm sorry, whatever happened with Jenny and I, we had a pretty funny conversation was all over the place. At one point, Matilda was knocking on the door, both knocking and saying, knock, 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 knock. So that was a highlight that you missed as well as Jenny and I breaking down laughing for at least 60 seconds about a pair of socks she was knitting with some yarn that it turned out I had given her because she had offered to knit me a pair of socks because she was super into knitting socks. And it was my guess it was somewhere in between Adrian and Matilda. So Matilda's two and a half, Adrian's five. Let's say this was four-ish years ago. <laughs> so, but now she's into socks, which I may receive as a gift, which I'm pretty excited about. And it's in, in Mountain Colors Barefoot. I think I even remember the yarn. Um, it's like an orangey yellow fall kind of business. So that could be exciting. <laughs> so um, I, we will try to be back to you sometime in October with both of us on the mic. And uh, in the meantime, um, I'll see you on Ravelry and have a good month. Bye. I am intrinsically no good. I have a heart that's made of wood, and I am only biding time, only reciting.
physically no good I have a heart that's made of wood And I'm only biding time Only reciting memorized lines And I'm not fit to touch The hem of your garment And no, no, I'm not fit to touch The hem of your garment No, no, I'm not fit to touch The hem of your garment And no, no, I'm not fit to touch The hem of your garment Yeah 